Hey there, this is MP Radio, always make progress, and we are your hosts, Anthony Patacharji or Fractal Biomechanics on Instagram and on Astorga Amp Performance Rehab on Instagram. This is the official podcast of Amp Performance Rehab's mentorship program for movement professionals, where we help you organize your thoughts on what actually matters so that you can help your clients get the results that they deserve. On today's episode, we have uh, some of the members from our previous mentorship program on to discuss their experience in AMP model of human performance. Um, before we uh, get into things, would you guys mind just briefly uh, introducing yourself so that the five people who will listen to this uh, kind of know who you are? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Sean Jacobs. I'm a personal trainer, uh, Tampa, Florida, uh, I'm a business owner, and I work with people um, general population, mostly there are a good number of athletes I work with as well, but, uh, most people who just want to move better, feel better, uh, get in shape, stay in shape, but also understand how to move properly. So that's one of the reasons why I hopped into this program. My name is Monica Mooring. I'm a personal trainer in Indianapolis, and I also mostly work with general population clients. You guys got to fight out for the last two spots. Who's going first? <laughs> I go first. Yeah. Um, I'm MJ uh, from Singapore, uh, ex-military. Uh, I am currently unemployed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, trying to trying to go to work with people with pain. Yeah. So, uh, currently just starting off in this industry. Yeah. And your background is a sports sports massage therapist. Yeah. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sports massage therapist. Cool. I'm Samantha Chip. I'm a physiotherapist based in Germany, and I also work with general population and youth athletes. Perfect. So one of my my favorite things about the programs is that uh, we get a lot of different people from different parts of the world uh, with different uh, professional backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. And I think that you guys are a pretty representative uh, sample of, of that, which is cool. Um, that wasn't planned either, but it just worked out pretty well. <laughs> so when you guys are, uh, like thinking about continuing education, um, what is it, or what are some things that maybe you typically, uh, look for, uh, in terms of how you determine like what types of courses or programs you're going to, to take? Starting with Sean. I think for me personally, uh, I was looking for someone, uh, who is relatable and easy to communicate with, um, and also, you know, personable enough to have conversations with and, and, and a give and take rather than just, uh, a teaching process and just regurgitating information. And, uh, I, I, in finding Sean and Encore online, it definitely seemed like they were building a community that I wanted to be a part of. So that, that's probably the most important part for me. Obviously we want to, the content needs to be what we're looking for, uh, but I think the delivery and the people that we work with is just as important. Hope the content was what you were looking for. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I think that's important, though, like that topic of like uh, relatability to the people. Um, yeah. In general, like that's something that I, I care about as well. Like is, is um, there are topics that I'm curious about and when I'm vetting programs or 
you know, things to look for, like the character of the instructor or the character of the company is something that um, like I care, care very much about. And I have not taken certain continuing education or I've, I've actually even recently, there was a uh, course in New Jersey that I was signed up for. And uh, I started um, seeing the way that the instructors carried themselves and I actually asked to get a refund just because like for that reason alone, I didn't want to, I'm like, information is probably good, but like the character of the people is not someone that like I care to, to kind of learn from. I dig it. Yeah. Man. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't ask for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> We're way past that point. Yeah. Yeah. No refunds at this point. It's over. No. So <laughs> you're stuck with me. Uh, any other thoughts on like, uh, like, uh, what you look for in continuing education? It doesn't have to be about AMP. It could be about anything in general. Well, this I was my friend with my gut feeling. Um, I've never done a mentorship before. The German way over here, you've got your um, your continuing ed courses that you do over a weekend or, yeah, two weekends a month for six months or whatever. And, um, yeah, just through the pandemic, I was looking for, for something that I could do from home. And you guys popped up on my Instagram feed and yeah, like Sean said, I liked your, your, um, yeah, the way you, you carried yourself, the way you, um, both of you, um, yeah, showed what was in the program and I went with my gut feeling and thought, yep, this is it. And I'm really happy I did. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, actually, the, in, in terms of the, um, like, never doing a mentorship program, like, I've never done one either. Um, and I, I'm going to sign up for uh, one of my friends in, like, his next one, whenever it starts, um, Andy, because I'm just curious how, like, what it's like from, uh, like, a time commitment standpoint. And he's, like, obviously someone that I care to, to, to learn from. Um, because I, I just don't know from like your like the end user like experience like what that's like. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious about that myself. Just twelve weeks is a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> any other thoughts on it or? I think another piece for me was because um, one of the main reasons why I was looking for a mentorship is to um, a- approach the industry with a system right? Like, like there's tons of bits and pieces of information floating around out there, but being able to put everything in um, a process like you guys have so well, so explained so well. um, I think that was a big piece for me as well. And you guys do a good job, uh, like Samantha said, online of of presenting those ideas. Um, And then, you know, the way that you, you'll, you'll, you'll make a post, you'll, you'll post a story and then you'll follow it up with, all of these other posts that I have are related to this. And if you were to go through the process of watching all of those, you'll see how everything's intertwined. Um, and that was very important uh, for me, you know, to be able to apply these things. Is there a system behind it? Oh yeah. No, I, yeah, that's a, that's a good point, man. I, um, one of the things like that went through my brain when I was um, like putting things together was uh, actually like I, I did clinical. Uh, so wait, let me go back. Caffeine's like kicking in now. I think it's like <laughs> just. Uh, but uh, when I was a physical therapist at another company, I did uh, clinical internships. So as a PT, you need to do, uh, depending on your program, ten to twelve weeks working one on one with another physical therapist, just like a doctor would go through like uh, like a residency program. 
And I learned very quickly in that process that um, I couldn't answer their questions with like, oh, I just had a gut feeling or like, I've just seen this a million times before. So I, this is the pattern recognition just kicking in. And I knew I had to like start organizing my thoughts and like, um, I'll say systematize, like systematize the way that I think in my thought process and the things that I'm kind of looking for. And I tried to like relay that into like the content for the, the program. Like if I had someone with me for 12 weeks in person, like literally like what would it kind of, kind of look for? Um, that's what's helpful for me as well. You know, I just imagine myself like in, you know, your shoes, your guys' shoes and yeah. uh, what would be helpful, you know, uh, it's not perfect, obviously, but like, you know, everyone gets a little bit, a little bit closer to where, where we want it. So for me, it was a great next step after my internship. So I just started personal training in January and with being so brand new, it was a great way to continue learning and I knew it was going to be some of the same principles that I learned in the internship. So it kind of, it kept me on track because I felt a little lost after the internship and I didn't know what else to do, but I knew I wanted to keep learning. And then Encore reached out and was like, Hey, if you want to do this, um, I hopped on at the last minute, literally, I was thinking about it like 1030 at night. And I was like, should I do this? Should I not? Should I do it? <laughs> And I pulled the trigger and I did, and I'm so happy that I did because it just, everything was laid out and progressed really nice. Mm. And like I said, it just kept me on track, kept me, you know, just building my knowledge base because I'm so new. So that was really important to me too. And, and I've been following you guys online as well. So I kind of knew that, you know, the personality and, and stuff like that. So I knew it was going to be a good fit there. So Nice. You guys all like sarcasm. That's good. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and occasionally a breakdancing session from uh, Encore. That yeah, you're, you're not going to see that from me. I'll like, uh, I'll strain my neck or something if I try to do any of those, any of those great, moves. It's a great partnership between you guys in that respect. Yeah, we got yin and yang too. <laughs> no, that's, um, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, another thing, um, like that reminds me of, and I know you guys haven't taken previous mentorship programs before, so I'll, 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 I'll go I, into I this part to, a little I, bit. I wanted to know it from MJ, like he started it from absolute scratch. Uh, uh, Sam, Samantha has physiotherapy background. Uh, Monica has been to IFAST and all. Uh, Sean has been personal training for years, but MJ is someone who is, was alien, to be honest, to this field. Sometime. I can't call our guest an alien, man. <laughs> so from, military, from, from military, then we came to this field. Like, what made you decide this? Like, I, I want to do AMP and I want to get into this rabbit hole. What, what, were, what was your thought process? What mm. made you decide on this? I would say I... Okay, it all started because like... Let's talk about why I want to join this field first. Huh. Uh, because... Yeah, because I realized like back in Singapore, it's going to be live. I don't care, just put it out. <laughs> in Singapore Armed Forces, right? The medical care is actually, there's a very huge gap. Yeah. A very, very huge gap. So if you compare like context, right? Mm. Uh, military training context and the healthcare that they're receiving, they're receiving healthcare from hospital physios, which they are more towards the like, you know, general population, getting back them back to working. So they are, they're actually given this kind of uh, healthcare, which obviously it doesn't work. And 90% of the time, that's what I think. And then, so along the way, I see a lot of people like in pain, 
uh, they can't recover. And that's why I realized I wanted to join this industry. So I was very fortunate <laughs> to, because you know, fitness industry is so broad, right? You guys are in the yeah. industry for so long already. Yeah. Uh, I was just very fortunate to come across like this model. <laughs> this is the thing I saw. <laughs> like, I know, I know, I know how it feels. I know how it like, feels. Yeah. So, um, as a newbie, right, in the industry, right, I think is, uh, is very fortunate because it's really mm. principle based. It's very principle based. So it give it equips you with like principles, like really what what to think about when you make decisions. Mm. Uh, that actually will bring you very far. Very, very far. That's what that's that's what I think. Yeah. Then uh compared to like other causes that you might go, I, I don't know, which are mm-hmm. actually very biased. Or they are teaching one method. Yeah. Then then um uh, it might it might not uh uh expedite your learning. That's 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 my perspective. Yeah. So fortunately I just knew people in this field from Singapore. So Sam and Riho, obviously. Who yeah. in Sam? I'm not sure Sam attended this program, but we no, all attend. No, not Sam, not Sam. We, yeah. Ah, we, yeah. So he just told me like, "Hey, bro, go attend this." <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, because he said Sean made it just for people right with like simple to understand. So if you're ground zero, you probably will get it also. Mm. Yeah. Then like, oh, okay. Then yeah. So so here I am, but I but I think I should have took the like a certification first like ace or whatever right then uh, coming over here yeah i mean for like uh uh how to say like progression wise progression pro- yeah progression like wise the, the just, first, yeah, first certification I mean, probably everyone does is like certified personal trainer certification whether it is acsm or ace or whatever it is so yes, yes. people usually do that and then slowly get into other stuff yeah yeah because with the cert, you can actually start working and then start applying straight away, which mm-hmm. is applying the knowledge and the concept to learn. So it really, I think it will expedite learning even faster. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think. I want to add my uh, perspective as well. So, Encore, yeah, Encore, do you mind if I just touch on, on what, what MJ sure, just sure, said sure. real quick? Yeah. Because, sure, sure, sure. uh, no, you're, you're um, yeah, that's a good point with the ACE or like some kind of like exercise science i guess i'll say background um like a because we obviously we touch on like programming but like there is like an underlying uh assumption right that um like i mean i obviously like how to look at like a squat hinge all those types of things um Mm -hmm. but that that aspect of it will you know is something i think that like we're we're going to try to like uh expand on a, a little bit because we we do get people who um come into the program who are like still in school, for example, or don't have much uh, actual like training, like on the floor uh, experience. We haven't had, I don't think any physical therapy students, but we have had new grads, you know, who are just looking for like guidance and like those types of things. Uh, and I think that is an area op- of opportunity for us to, to kind of expand into. And that's one of the reasons, or one of the things I think Greg is going to help us out with big time um, there. Cause he has a lot of uh, Greg Hawthorne um, uh, experience in that as well. So Okay, Alcor, you you can go now. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> what we said, I could totally relate because um, this 
PRI or respiration stuff, build stuff, compression expansion. I think when I got to discover this, I immediately the reaction was, this is gold. Like, honestly, because yeah. uh, my right hip pinching and like a slight pain, which I had, which went away smoothly after working with Corey. I, if I was not in this field, I probably would have never known what's wrong with me and everything would have been normal in my reports. I would have never known what is right oblique axis or something like that. So I'm grateful that I now know things and I, I won't freak out if I have some kind of like tingling or sensation or tingling numbness or uh, some pain because I know, okay, I can somehow get over this. If I cannot myself, I have people who can help me overcome this. I feel so blessed that I came to this field. I know this stuff. And because of it, I can help so many other people now who otherwise have had zero hope. Uh, I, I've told this to Sean. There's a guy who had, uh, who has like chronic constipation issue. Like he uh, twists and turns and walks this way. He told me that he has been eating, uh, consuming fiber, like 40 grams of fiber every day, drinking four to five liters of water. His constipation is still there. And he feels like being twisted in his colon area. Did a few breathing drills with me and he felt untwisted. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, uh, I can't explain how lucky I feel to know this stuff at that too, at the beginning of beginning of my career. And yeah, like you change jobs, change career. There's a price to pay, but uh, I, I'm loving the price that I'm paying. So <laughs> I'm at a much better place today. <laughs> and, and just for the record, that person was uh, not seeing you for comp constipation. That was a side effect of just what you were doing, working with him. Like he was working with a oh, medical yes. professional. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so I want to just make sure that's clear for people here. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, he was everywhere. Yeah, of course. No, no. Yeah. You're, you're good. I mean, I, you and I talk all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't even care what people think. It is a, no, it's a point of clarification because, uh, you know, there's, there's lines that course, cannot yeah, be I'm not crossed. the first person who, who they come yeah. to. I'm not the first you're, person they come to. And then I, I always tell them, like, it's in my TNCs with people. I treat, like, I'm not treat, uh, I address your breathing, movement, a training, whatever side effects. I mean, what, whatever happens, 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 happens. <laughs> and yeah. a, a lot of good stuff happens. So, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's. I, 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 I think Sean and I were discussing this, this fiber and water in, in this constipation area is the most overrated advice that there is like <laughs> the space, the gut space and the space between the, both the diaphragms and all, no one talks about it. What is that called? Peristalysis or something that uh, the intestines when they. Uh, peristalsis. Peristalsis. Yeah. That won't happen. Like if, if there's no space space and pressure right but i mean i'm not like that's not my area of expertise uh, but, yeah, uh, but, but <laughs> the question i would ask right is how much water how much fiber until a change is going to happen like 40 grams 50 grams 60 grams right it's like uh, you just need to get stronger oh. well how much stronger before you know my <laughs> yeah, knee stops hurting like those those are just like you know you just keep throwing the same thing right i don't know uh, the, where the quote's from and then you're expecting something different to happen it's just like <laughs> that's not really uh <laughs> 
appropriate. But something MJ said too about, um, you know, being uh, things being simple, simple to understand. Um, and like when I originally wrote out like the outline for the course, I think Encore and I were talking with Andy, Andy Chen about this, like the original outline I had, like we would make it, it, it would be like a six month course. Like literally I'm like, <laughs> this is just so much information, like, um, like to, to, to give somebody in 12 weeks. Right. And um, while the information is good, it's like, it forced me. And this is where it's been really helpful for me is like to, to really like uh, refine my thoughts onto like what, what matters. And then that came to like, again, what MJ said is like a, a few principles, right? Like of how I think about things or maybe a way that I find it easy to like relate this stuff to actually like working with, with humans. So I'm glad that also kind of, kind of comes through a little bit in the, uh, in the material. Like it's not saying it's easy, you know, but like, at least there's like a, a simple kind of progression that, that, that is hopefully somewhat, what logical. <laughs> I mean, there, there is no end to this. So, I mean, we have to, we have to filter it out so, so that it can be useful and can be used as soon as possible in the practical scenario. Yeah. There is no end to to, uh, this complexity. There is no end. Like you watch Bill's video, like, oh, okay, this, this has gone one, one level up now. Yeah. And just the fact that we were able to have these zoom calls just like this and we had, you know, homework assignments, which forced you to practice it and do it. But again, it was, you know, safe to fail. And, you know, other people could help look at it. You got other eyes on it. Um, yeah, just the fact that you can put all of this stuff into practice. And it's not like you were just going through listening to the video modules and, and that was it. You're reading it. You think you know it, but you actually had to use it and test it. So I really like that fact of it too. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's actually, you know, that, that actually, I learned that very quickly in the, in the first one I did, um, because I realized like, like, obviously I'm going to get a lot of people who come in from, from other con certain continuing education backgrounds, or I've gone through similar types of programs. And, uh, I learned pretty quickly that like conceptually a lot of, I mean, conceptually, I don't think that some of this stuff is like super hard to understand. Like it can get like a little deep. Um, but conceptually, I think it's, people can, can appreciate what is happening. Like compression expansion is literally like what it sounds like. Uh, but the, the execution of like some of the stuff is where I was like, okay, this is like an area where we can help people. This is an area of opportunity hundred percent. So that's when we started adding like more group calls and like that kind of stuff. Cause it's like the taking the theory and then putting it into something that is, is meaningful is, is, you know, really what is missing. And I think, you know, like part of the, um, uh, this is off topic a little bit, but it's where my brain's been at is like part of like the way that some of these concepts are represented on like social media is coming from, uh, people who have tried to apply it, but they didn't maybe do it in an optimal way. So they had a, a bad outcome from it. And then like, it's just spirals into some like weird, you know, <laughs> weird, weird, uh, <laughs> weird thing out there. Um, so that was something that was very important to us was like making sure that um, we can't go over everything. Obviously it's like 12 weeks, but like at least knowing what we're looking for and how to apply some of these concepts into uh, something that's meaningful is, was one of the, the major goals. See, I, I will tell, I will tell a very simple thing. Basic human psychology 101. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. I'm going to listen up. Let me listen. I'm trying to understand humans every day, man. <laughs> if you get incredible or great results with breathing drills, you will never make fun of it on social media. Well, 
yeah, I would, I would say that's probably accurate, but think like, you can think about it this way, right? Cause I, you got to always think about like other, your perspective and question it. Right. But also the other person's perspective and uh, all those people. No, no, stop, stop. (laughs) 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 Right. But think about the people who are, are go down this, this, this realm, Mm -hmm. right? Like I can use myself as an example. Like I, I had uh, extreme back pain going down my leg after like a football injury. And I went the conditional traditional PT route. And I was doing the things that I learned in PT school and working with someone who had me doing a lot of core exercises, a lot of bridges, hamstring stuff, all these types of things. And it literally did not help for like, it was like, I don't know, three, four, five, six weeks of doing that. And I'm like, all right, this is like literally not doing anything. And I just happened to work with a a therapist who was covering at where I worked at at my company was covering on a Saturday. And he was literally like, Hey man, I've taken some of these PRI courses. Do you mind if we try some of this stuff out? And in my head, I was like, I honestly don't care. We could try. I don't even know what PRI is like, let's just try it because I'm like not getting any better. So something's got to, got to change. Yeah. And my experience was right. That this, what we did, he like did some, like, it's called like left AIC manual technique on my rib cage. Hmm. Um, and like, I noticed tingling the pain in my leg started going away. Right. Then we did a couple of like your t- typical, like PRI progressive drills and like all the stiffness kind of went away. Right. And then I'm like, okay, there's something here. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who go in into like these, these, like I'll, I'll say rabbit hole, but I don't even like that, that terminology. Cause I, I think it paints it in like a, a weird light. You can get deep with, with anything and go into a rabbit hole. Um, but like a lot of people are, are, you know, searching for that and they have that experience themselves. So it's very easy, right. For me to be like, okay, there's something with, with compression, expansion, breathing stuff, whatever. And a lot of people share that similar, similar background. Um, look at like people who come in the program too. It's like, I have this problem and I'm trying to figure it out. And maybe you've helped me, uh, like you treated me as a physical therapist and now I want to learn more about it. So they're, they're coming from that, that, that perspective versus, like I took an online course one time, like the home study and uh, I couldn't figure it out. So like, you know, this is my perspective on it. So that's how I kind of think about it. Like, and why, you know, I don't think a lot of the debates on it are, are really uh, useful. That's all I was going to say there. Long, long-winded way. <laughs> anyway, back on track here. Um, so when uh, you guys kind of touched on this a little bit, but when you guys signed up for uh, the AMP mentorship, what were some of maybe like the 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 problems or things you were stuck on that you were trying to kind of uh overcome let's start with the samantha um i was looking to yeah just gain more knowledge in the expansion compression um uh, type of exercises or just in general the the what's going on there I'd seen a lot of it online, um, but from both sides, like how amazing is this and how crappy is this? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to make a, a, my own opinion. And yeah, just adding tools to my toolbox for my treatment options for patients. And yeah, that's what I got. Definitely got a lot of tools there. <laughs> I like it. MJ? Um, I have no problems. I <laughs> said <laughs> <laughs> maybe I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, 
for me, my perspective was I was just a sponge. Yeah, I was just a sponge, an empty sponge. So I was just trying to absorb everything. Yeah. That is that the was... best thing. That is the best thing. When you have a lot to unlearn, it gets a bit hard. But you, you, you're in the best position, man. <laughs> I would also yeah, say like the, um, oh, sorry, to, sorry to cut you off there, Sean, like the, the pr- problem might've been the wrong, the wrong word in my question there, but like you were like looking for essentially like some kind of like structured guidance, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the no IR, that's a problem too, but we can. <laughs> uh, I'm outstanding. Man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sean, I cut you off there, man. Oh, you're no worries. I was just going to say I, I second that. I wasn't coming in as an empty sponge, but and I also realized early on with, with you and Encore's advice not to feel like I needed to reinvent the wheel or, or unlearn certain things, but just kind of put fill the holes a little bit and understand how yeah. maybe things – things that I've already I've already learned or been using could just be perceived differently and how that could how they could fit a little bit differently in in my system and the way I think about working with clients but uh, one of the reasons why I hopped in um, with you guys was understanding how important proper regressions are Um, I think that we as as strength coaches and personal trainers are taught about progressions and and think that maybe the 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 body weight selection of an exercise is where you should begin. Um, and a lot of times not understanding, you know, the biomechanics of what's going on in that exercise doesn't allow you to understand that there are regressions for those things to get people um, to a root cause for symptoms that they may be having even during doing a body weight exercise. And that's one of the things that I kept, I kept hitting these walls with my programming, wanting to, solve problems rather than put band-aids on an issue just to make sure that they could exercise pain-free. You're going to have this issue ongoing. Let's figure out what's going on. But I couldn't find those answers myself. So having a system to regress and understanding what's happening when we're seeing certain tendencies with clients that I kept seeing the same patterns, like where is this stuff coming Uh from? Um, that, you know, I was, I was already in a receiving mindset and going back to what you two were just talking about, where this debate about this type of, um, this type of system, this breath work, um, you know, you got to be either dealing with something yourself or seeing something in your practice as a practitioner, um, to be in a receiving mindset, to accept this new information and to be a sponge, right? You can, you can have an empty sponge, but if you're not willing to soak anything up, then why bother? So, um, that's just kind of where my head was at. Yeah. And also you said something uh, important there, um, reinventing the wheel and not reinventing the wheel. Right. Um, Cause I think that's um, I think that that aspect of things is like in general with like learning education is there's a difference between like trying to just like just throwing everything out that you've done previously and trying what someone else is doing versus like assimilating new information into your, your process. Right. Cause we all have a base, you know, it's at different places or we work with different people. Um, but if you're able to, uh, uh, take like principles, right. And, uh, have those established for yourself, then any information that you're kind of like filtering in is going to go through that, that lens and you'll figure out what is applicable or relevant to the people you work with and how you're currently doing things. And then ultimately what is not, and then you just kind of hammer the stuff that is, is relevant and get rid of the other crap. What, uh, Sean said, I could totally relate to that because we all have been through that because once you get deep into this stuff, and you start questioning, uh, am I doing the correct thing? Am I doing the correct thing? It happens. So when I, before M, 
when I used to have Zoom calls with the coaches, uh, like Corey, so Corey has been very helpful. And, you know, being comfortable in the it depends scenario, as a beginner, it used to irritate me a lot. I, I used to ask Corey, Corey, this is the scenario. Can I use this exercise with this person? And he was like, maybe. As I was frustrated. Like, why is he saying maybe? Today I understand why he was saying maybe. Why he was saying it depends. Today I understand. Initially I, I was like, what do I do? And then I understood, okay, let me sprinkle this stuff and not change everything. Today, okay, I like in a much more comfortable position, but I understand all the, I mean, I used to feel irritated when people used to say, I don't know, it depends, maybe even Rua, like he used to say, it depends, uh, maybe it will happen. We have to check this, we have to check that. I used to get irritated. But you wouldn't today, like uh, you wouldn't like physical therapy school. That's <laughs> <laughs> today, today, yeah, today it all makes sense. Like why, why they say so. Right. It, it depends. But then like, here's what it depends on, you know, is, yes, is yes. the big thing. They, they used to say this. Yeah. They used to say, yeah, this, right? yeah of course. Of course. No, I know they would. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when they used to give me the reason, like, I have so much to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then Sean, you said something there too, that was, was important. It was like, or maybe encore, you said it, I'm sorry. I, you both kind of did uh, the correct thing, right. Versus it depends. And I think that, um, like those basically like those are the dm conversations i get like can i use this in this situation i'm like i don't know like it makes sense but <laughs> you know here, here's why it, but it, it is freeing and in some ways i think it is at least right yes. when, when yes. there's not like uh this is the only way to do it or this is like the right way right it's like okay well when we actually are working with a human right we are have to consider right they're i don't know if you're a trainer, right. Their training age, like their coordination, their ability to like uh, learn new motor movements to how they learn in general. Like these things are all like relevant and important. And uh, you could have like a theoretical best like program for a person. And then you go watch them do it and they do like a body weight squat and like their body like crumbles to the floor. Right. Like that's, that's a real thing, you know? Um, for some people. Um, so yeah, I think that like the, having a way to navigate the, it, it depends in like some of the gray and like troubleshoot some things on the fly is, is, you know, is important. And it's something that is just a skill, right? So with a skill, you have to, uh, understand it and then practice it and get comfortable with it. So I feel like I was going to say something else there, but I don't remember what it was. So <laughs> let me add something. Um, I had a chat with a physio that day, uh, from New Jersey. Uh, he said that, he has a client, uh, obese, very A to B compressed, sideline stuff hurts. Hurt, like sideline is the most regressed thing ever, but it hurts. Uh, that day Cameron, when he presented on AMP, he was talking about when you're so A to B compressed that he showed with a diagram, like the side, the sides are so pointed now that it hurts. So stuff like rolling where you are, I mean, you're not spending too much time in the side position, but you're just rolling. That can introduce some gradients. And that is what that physio had used on that client and slowly started to show improvements. I think so, because you will see on the internet that sideline is the regressed, like the most regressed version, but even some people will have trouble in this, in sideline as well, it pains in sideline. So yeah, that was pretty enlightening, to be honest. Not spending enough time. 
and just shifting a bit with with so that you keep the <clears throat> gradient. Yeah, yeah, and some of it too, like um, like I think about like uh, how do I how do I word this? Like I always try to think about like uh, like the perspective of the person, right? Who's who's speaking on a subject or like who I'm interacting with or whatever, and like. I think like for, for me, like I'm a physical therapist, right. And I work with some people who are, I'm talking like years and years of like pain, like, like when people say end game, like, I'm like, okay, you don't, you probably don't know what end game is. Like there, there's like, there is a scenario where I'm like, oh man, this, <laughs> this is like, this is like base, base one, like base level. Like we got to like yeah. work on some foundational stuff here. And so when I'm, when I'm working with someone, I'm coming from the perspective of, like we're like rehab to the max and I got to move them towards right training. We'll say uh, a trainer is coming from the opposite end of the spectrum, right? They're like, I am performance, performance, performance. And sometimes I need to move in the, in the opposite direction towards a more like rehabby state. So sometimes like when, when I hear like words, like, like graded exposure and like um, Sean, you said like regressing exercises, like sometimes to that point encore, like I, I think that it's hard to conceptualize um, or even like empathize with a person who is at that like far end of the spectrum where like even the most basic thing is like too much yeah. stress for their system. And it's like, then yes. what do you do? Um, yes. And that's where like yes. uh, Sarah Martin is a very, very mm -hmm. good person to, she doesn't post too much content, but she is talks a lot yeah. about like yes. supports and unweighting, unweighting a person. Yes. And even like her questions in like the intensive, like Facebook group, like I see her responses and I'm like, Oh, that's actually, I never, I've never thought of it that way. You know? Um, so I think it's hard for people to, to appreciate like going, bringing someone or someone who is all the way at one end of the spectrum where even like being up against gravity is a challenge for them. And then you'll see yeah. stuff like chronic pain. You'll see stuff like, uh, chronic, um, like, uh, uh, I don't like know, even like bowel problems, bladder problems, like all these types of things, it's just like pressure issues, you know, and yeah. being able to like identify that and like take someone from that and then gradually progress them up is, is something from like a perspective standpoint that I think is hard to, uh, to always appreciate for, for, for us. There are people for whom their own body weight is a lot of stress. M might sound very nocebic, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, like, I have the, I don't know if fortunate is the right word to use here, but like when I got injured, right. I had like the, the brain injury and the head injury, like it was very eye-opening for me to be in like a patient's perspective because there are things I thought I understood, but I didn't really, wasn't able to empathize mm -hmm. with, with the scenarios, mm -hmm. like even just how medical professionals like talk to a person, right. Or like all the things you should be able to do. And like that kind of perspective is very, very eye-opening. Um, and it happens, right. Empathy from a movement standpoint is like, I mean, it's a little woo woo, but it's like a thing, you know, like you can kind of look at it like, you know, from that, that perspective. Um, I don't even know how we got there, but here we are. So can we uh, talk a little bit about uh, the structure of the AMP program? I know we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, what are some of the things that you enjoyed or that you benefited uh, most from? Let's go with Monica. All right, I would probably say I got the most out of the assessment process because after I did the internship, um, that was more like the hands-on coaching. So the assessment process, that detail helped me a lot 
as far as, you know, what to program and, you know, just kind of bridge that gap a little bit. So I would say the detailed assessment process, we started right from the beginning, week one, worked our way up towards, you know, choosing exercises, program design and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just the details in the assessment process and how to go about that and different um, resets to use with people based on what you found in the assessment. That was really key for me to, um, to, you know, try and write those better programs. Cause I already had a little bit of that coaching experience, but as far as assessing somebody and knowing what to give them in their program was where that was my gap. That was my gap in knowledge. So just that detail helped immensely. Awesome. And MJ? I know your favorite part was going to group calls at like three o'clock in the morning, your time or two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, week one, week 12, I think the one that helped me piece most of the information together. I mean, it's still not perfect. <laughs> definitely <laughs> but as, like monica said is i agree with her is assessment and uh additionally is uh programming for me is specifically is programming yeah because assessment is the is, is kind of like step one mm. like mm. It, it paints you the picture and then now you know oh okay she needs more of this he needs more of that he likes it is uh he's too much of this too much of that so that actually drives start to drive your thoughts into your programming. Yeah. And for me personally, the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways that start to piece a bit of stuff together is uh, programming because, yeah, I never learned that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's a nice framework though, I would say. It's a very neat framework. It's like, uh, it's principle-based. <laughs> yeah. And I just tweak whatever, like, oh, this person need more of this, needs less of this, I just tweak. Yeah, I think these two actually help a lot. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And even with the programming, it's like, uh, it's literally like programming principles, right? Like, and then uh, I give the templates because sometimes like the limiter for, you know, depending on the, where the person's at, the limiter just might be like exercise library. Like just the, you need to just like a person might just need to learn uh, more exercise variations. Um, but if you have a template, right, you can just kind of like plug and play a little bit and like, if you have something in there that doesn't make sense for the person based on their assessment, you just like literally switch it out and put something that, that doesn't make sense. Um, Samantha. I like it. For me, it was the, yeah, the programming, like MJ said, um, just for my background, I had a lot of, yeah, testing that I already knew about and manual things. And that was where my knowledge gap was and yeah, I'm not going to say it's uh, completely filled. There's still um, there's still a way to go, but that definitely helped a lot with um, just the next next level when or the next step with patients. Um, sometimes I had the feeling that we well, I'd got to a point with them, and uh, yeah, felt that okay, I'm no longer the person for the job. Um, they need to to be seeing a coach now or someone um, a little bit further along. Um, and now I feel like I've got uh, definitely more um, more tools and more information to go further with my with my clients, with my patients, and help them, yeah, get back to their active lifestyle. Yeah, that's um that's also a good a good a good point there too is because um 
like you, Samantha, you own your own practice or you have like a, like a, uh, right. Yeah, you, okay. right. Yeah. yeah. So from like, I know for, for me, like for amp, right. It's, it's very helpful to be able to kind of like, uh, wear, wear both hats a little bit, um, uh, because you're, you get your patient to a certain point where like typically, all right, now I'm going to refer to, you know, you know, a, a personal trainer maybe. Um, and you can add this as like a service to your, your business, right. Where like, I'll, honestly, like people will stick on with me, like, uh, with, uh, programming or remote programming for a little longer than typical. So I can take them a little further, um, than I previously may have been able to. And then it becomes, okay, now you're at a point where like, we need to, you need to work with someone who is more like uh, better at like the on-field stuff or like change of direction stuff or the stuff that I'm just not as, as, as good at. Um, so I can then at that point refer, um, but they can stay in like the ecosystem kind of uh, a little bit longer, um, which has been cool. Helps with retention too, you know, which is weird in physical therapy, but. (laughs) Sean. I'll say for me, um, kind of coming from a different uh, perspective or different background, a little bit with experience level, the calls were the best part for me. Um, obviously a lot of this information was very new, but my, my brain is always wired towards application. Um, so, and, and as you guys know, I ask a lot of questions. So, um, that's where I got the most help from, um, during these calls, you know, trying to absorb this information. My brain's always thinking about, you know, who I currently work with, how I can apply these things, how they can be helpful. And so talking about the concepts and then, um, hearing everyone's perspective with them and, and, and the answers to those questions kind of helped my mind roll. Um, and then along the way, as we started to get deeper into like, you know, case studies, whether it was me or, some, or, or John or, you know, where we're talking about specific issues and how we would apply the assessment process and then taking that directly into interventions and things like that, that's kind of helped my, uh, my application with my clients. So I think that was the most, most useful part for me was these calls. I was lucky enough to be able to attend, you know, 90% of them as well. So definitely the most helpful. Awesome, man. No, that's, that's great. Yeah. Were you guys cool with like when we would go on like tangents about, uh, <laughs> like, 1, like working, working with, working with, uh, clients, the, like some of the psychological stuff, conversations, like all that kind of stuff. That's, that's what I hope to keep going. And, and, I, and that's the biggest <laughs> piece of the community that I like is how we can have those conversations and everybody's really open and honest. At least that's, that's how I felt about it. So I love yeah. it. Me too. I'll second that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's honestly like, and it's not fair for me to say, because like, obviously I've gone through like the, um, the, the practical application type stuff, but like where I'm at now is like, that's where my, my interests are. So that's probably why we go on so many tangents. Cause like someone brings up like a question or like how to, you know, word something to a patient. I'm like, Oh, perfect. Let's go. That's my favorite kind of thing right now is the communication aspect of things. And like, uh, just like developing relationships with humans. Cause I think that that's, uh, obviously yeah. very important kind of thing. If you're a, if you're a human. Yeah, uh, I've and- already used the pop can ana- analogy. And then Sean, I saw you posted that on Instagram the other day too. So it's perfect. It's every it is. Time it like, just was it like, yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> like light bulb. And I've used that with so yeah. many of my clients. Everyone. Yeah. Yep, everyone. It's, it's money. <laughs> Monica, can you define what pop is for those of us on the East coast? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's a Midwest term. That means soda, soda pop, Coke. <laughs> oh that's great uh, um <laughs> uh in terms of uh i mean this is along the lines of that um some of the content that was presented or things we've kind of discussed um has it changed the way uh you work with 
your clients in any way? If so, can you elaborate on how? Now, now each one of you notices patterns. Oh, uh, you can't see. Yeah, you can't unsee the patterns once you start seeing them. That's all I see now. That's all, <laughs> yeah. that's all I see. Walk, I'm constantly store. looking at people. I want to stop people and go, have you thought about this? I'm seeing a lot of this and I'm, see, I mean, I'm, I'm taking it's, but I, I don't know if it's weird not my clients, but I'm like taking pictures of their feet while they're training and then like holding the phone. I'm like, hey. you see this? We're going this way. <laughs> this is what's happening. I just want to tell you about this. It's so awesome. Sean, yeah, it's so only, I, it's, it's only weird if you make it weird, man. You know, that's yeah, it. I, well, that, I must be doing a good job because no one's weirded out by it. They're like, that's so interesting. <laughs> I really want to learn more about this. You should join the ant mentorship. I'll give you their, I'll give you their phone number. <laughs> your salesman. You're going to have clients just asking you questions on these calls. It's not going to be practicing. Oh anymore. my God. Just, You're going to get all of Sean's clients in the group. Yeah. yeah we're just going to load go. them up. Yeah. Bring them on. Bring them on. Uh, but you know what, like, that's a good point too, is like, cause these, these patterns, right. They're, they're in everybody to some, like some, everyone's going to have, a, you know, some variation of them. Uh, and then the question always becomes is like, like, is it relevant for the person or not? You know? And I think that's another gap that gets missed on, um, you know, depending on where you get your information from is, is appreciating that the context around the individual themselves and like what they're trying to do. Um, cause that's an important, uh, uh factor that I don't think is, um, I think it's hard to just talk about on like social media where a lot of people get a lot of uh, this information from. Uh, anything else uh, aside from that about how um, some of the content has maybe like uh, changed how you work with people or progress your thoughts on something or anything along those lines? I was already, I'm sorry. I know I'm the one that just keeps hopping in. Dude, go in, man. Yeah. I, I was already, I was already very interested and intrigued by uh, connecting breath with movement. Um, mm. And I didn't necessarily understand like the true biomechanical connections. I was more so like nervous system, fight or flight, you know, parasympathetic sympathetic relationships and things like that. And so connecting that with the biomechanics of the body and like really, really seeing how, everything is intertwined. I already was leaning that direction, but even the first, I think it was the first week of, of uh, your lectures where you went in very general, broad spectrum, like everything is connected. We cannot just pay attention to one system. That just hit home with me so hard. I was just all in from that point on. So like already being mindful of those things, but really seeing how I can make those so much more impactful for people and connect them to the ideas I already had and these new ideas I'm still learning. Um, mm -hmm. That's been the biggest piece for me. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. Right. We think of like the movement system is how we all kind of interact with, with people. Right. Obviously we like talk to them and all that stuff, but I mean, like that's the way that we can, uh, the things we can, we can assess. Right. Um, so looking at it Greg, from that lens, right. Is, Greg, is, is pretty important. Greg had an incredible post that day. Uh, I know I even quoted it and made yeah. a post out of his post. The beautiful, <laughs> a post beautiful, from a post. Beautiful yeah. Post. <laughs> And it's true, right? It's true. His podcast with me will come out in a few few weeks, one or two weeks, depending on my video editor. But he, that was an absolute gem where he talked about a lot of stuff that he thinks of regarding all the systems and how, uh, how I mean, it's not a conclusion, but this could be this, this could be that, and how diseases and everything could be because of its spaces, not having too much space or having very limited space. So 
Yeah, you. Um, I remember you sent me a video once, Encore. It was a it was a a doctor, and he was talking about um, uh, pharmaceuticals, right? And he said in the the lecture, he was like, if a person takes like one medication, uh, you can't even identify like the, the the cascade of events that are happening internally. If the person's on two or three or more, there is no person in the world that can tell you exactly what is happening from like a chemical. Uh, yeah, 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 chemically yeah, yeah, inside yeah, the person, yeah, hormonally, yeah, yeah, all yeah. those types of things. You just don't know how it's going to um, play out or affect the individual. That's why when you look at like pharmaceuticals, right, you have a list of side effects that are so vast because every single person is going to react to them uh, differently, mm-hmm. right? And it's similar. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the exact same thing, but when you're thinking about how we interact with like a human and the things that we're, we're doing with, with humans, right, we have all of these systems that are interacting at the same time. And you can put a person to any two people in the same environment and have them do the same exercise, right? They could have the same joint motions, right? Whatever, um, same exercise. And you can have a completely different, different outcome. And one person, it might be like the light was like a little too bright for their, their system to feel like quote unquote Mm -hmm. safe. Right. So they, they tensed Mm -hmm. up versus like someone else was like, you know what? I'm cool. If you're sitting right on top of me here next to me inside my personal bubble, it doesn't affect me at all you know, and then they have a positive response. Yeah. Like these there's, things, we just can't. sense of space, yeah. Yeah, we can't, we can't gauge these. And I remember like um, a couple of things, right? One, and at the, in, when I was at the intensive, like, like Bill, Bill Hartman, um, he drew it on the board, like literally just like the numbers, like one through 12 or however many systems there, there are in the, in the body. And uh, the visual stands out a lot because he, he would just circle like three. He's like, we don't know if we're, we're amplifying or dampening these systems. We don't know if these we're doing this with these systems. We don't, yeah. we don't know, but we can test, retest these things and see if we're getting the response in the right direction or we're not. Um, Seth Oberst also, he, um, mm. I saw a talk uh, of his where he did a live demonstration of this, where he had the person on the treatment table and he was doing like the subjective interview. And he was like 10 feet away from this person talking to them. And he was talking about spatial, like the spatial relations of the, mm. of the individual. And when you're having a conversation, you know, with the person, how that could impact how safe they feel. And it made me think about when I had the, the brain injury and I was seeing, uh, he was a chiropractor. He was a fun- functional neurologist, I think is like the title. I'm not sure. But when he was talking to me, I was in a chair and the dude was like standing up, like over me talking. And it was like, very like, like here I am right. Post-concussion, like visual disturbances, like all these things. I was very mm-hmm. anxious just because mm-hmm. of my visual system as it was. And then now this person is, you know, the, the way that they are, are presenting themselves to me is, was like a little bit like too much. Right. So it's like all these things kind of like, you know, they're going to matter right to a person. And it's just on us to identify, you know, you're talking to someone you can feel sometimes when you're talking to someone and you're like, uh, it's like a very closed conversation, right? Like the answers are maybe shorter than you would like them to be. And like, these are the things that, right. Like it happens, right. It's just, it's, you know, it's just interacting with humans. It's another one of those topics. I don't know how we got Paul Paul Corona, uh, (laughs) Paul Corona was with us in this mentorship group. Uh, He and Bill has a incredible chat, 37 minute chat on YouTube. Please watch it that peripersonal space and everything. So electromagnetic, like the waves. So the closer a pers- someone comes in, it's uncomfortable. If someone comes in, like you, your brain only allows like whoever, like your, when you hug your kids or friends, like the people you know, feel safe with, you are going to allow them to come so close. Otherwise, if anything comes very close, it's very uncomfortable someone or something that you do not know 
So, and as a coach or clinician, like you are a stranger for that person. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's important to to remember, right? You are a stranger, you know, it's to some extent, and that's where, uh, you know, like the relationship stuff is is important. There's even stuff like about um, I'm gonna butcher like the article, but I remember I was talking about like um how you're set up relative to a person. And if you're like in their like left visual field versus their right visual mm. field, there's like a difference, you know, in, in how they perceive um, like safety in that, in that scenario. So there's just like a lot of interesting stuff in that, in that capacity. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, to the point, right. We don't know why something is working. All we could do is like test retest. And that's why I think that that aspect of the model is, 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 is super relevant. Um, how you test retests obviously is going to be important too. Cause like, it's got to be meaningful for the the person you're working with, but um, yeah, I mean the, the the constipation guy. I wanted to help his hyperventilation, and he told me his he felt his colon uh, untwist. I I don't know. Like I just tried to get him his get his rib flare a bit down, but <laughs> his colon got affected in a positive way. So that's your test retest, man. You go can you go to the the bathroom now? That's it. <laughs> right <laughs> you just yeah. need to relax a lot of people need to relax yeah. a lot of people yeah yeah very true and also to to your point sean too before like you said you looked at it from um like the breathing stuff right from like a nervous system right sympathetic dampening or parasympathetic shift all that kind of stuff like that stuff's still true you know um it, it's just having the appreciation i think of like um, some of the underlying mechanisms, right. And, exactly. and potential, right. The potential mechanisms yep. and like all that kind of stuff is, is useful, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And understanding kind of like Encore was just saying like the, that you're, you're thinking about um, helping his, you know, his client with, with uh, his constipation, how, you know, the expansion compression tension is what he's focused on, but just like we said, he needed to relax. So he needed to bring himself a little bit more into that parasympathetic state, probably to relax his pelvic floor and, and to open up those channels a little bit better to get that untwisting feeling that he was describing. So it's all intertwined. All intertwined. It's, very, it's very, very hard to prove otherwise. Yeah. Well, think about it even too, from like uh, sympathetics, right? Like a sympathetic state of your digestive system, right? Is either you're going to like, like, like diarrhea, right? Like you're just going to like yeah. let it all out or like the opposite. You like, you, you can't, you know, not happening. Yeah. Not happening, down right. The process. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hyperventilation. Yeah. Right. So like a stiff rib cage, uh, you said hyperventilation or inflation or both. Both. Like, both. Yeah. Yeah. Both, right. Both, so both. like, uh, a stiff, stiff rib cage that has like too much right air in it. And then you have like the respiratory rate is like too quick, right? That's a state of sympathetic, right? hundred percent. Um, so just creating that, um, that shift, right. Biomechanically we'll say like, what, it's just like a dynamic ISA, but in reality, like you are influencing, you're influencing everything, you know, in that, in that situation. Um, it's just sometimes like some of these things, at least from like our perspective, um, and this is going to be my bias about the medical system. So take it for what it is, but like, <laughs> no, instead of like addressing issues, it's like, they just make the criteria worse. So now more people fall into it. And it's like, that's a problem, right? Like a respiratory rate of like 20 might be like, you know, clinically is like, okay. But in reality for that individual, like, you know, it, it's just like subclinical symptoms at that, at that point. Exactly. Um, you exactly. know, so 
there's just a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting things there. Same with vitamin D. They just make the, make the requirement worse, but it's like, <laughs> it's like kind of important, you know? So, <laughs> um, anything else that would be, uh, that we didn't really talk about that you, you guys want to add? I know that's a very broad question, but my list of questions here is, has run out. Anything about, uh, let's see, I'll lead, I'm going to lead you guys with some leading questions here. Uh, someone's uh, curious about joining the program uh, and yeah. they're like kind of on the fence. Anything that you would uh, say to, uh, to influence them in a positive way, not negative. <laughs> <laughs> I think the community that you guys create during the, um, during the mentorship is just great. Um, the connections that I've made, I think that all of us have made um, during the 12 weeks and now beyond um, is, yeah, just uh, something that you don't get um, in other, or maybe not other continuing education courses, but other online courses. And yeah, it's definitely a massive bonus. Oh, that's my favorite part too. <laughs> my unbiased opinion of course <laughs> and now we have like our own little referral network too so yeah 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 for sure yeah that's a good one too yeah and i selfishly use it to uh hire people for amp so it's also <laughs> it's like oh, at least we speak the same language now you know in terms of movement and stuff so <laughs> works out uh anything uh anything that um we can improve upon and is there like areas of opportunity you think like we can, can kind of move into with the, the mentorship program? What about maybe, um, I'm sorry for cutting you off MJ. Uh, you were, you were talking earlier about, you know, this is like level one, right? This is like when you were writing out your outline, it, it could have been six months long. What about a level two or in a level three? Right, like continuing to progress. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I know. Ben, that. Sign me up. I mean, it's like, how much do you want to hang? Out? How much do you want to hang out with us, man? That's, That's the question. Exactly you know? what I was about to say. I'm still hanging out with you guys. So yeah, we just want to keep hanging money. out. Yeah, let me give you money so I can continue to hang out with you guys. This sounds like a great. <laughs> this sounds. This sounds great for us too. Money. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> It's a win-win. Yeah, so uh, that is um, actually something that that uh, we're figuring out in some capacity. So one thing we're trying to figure out is, um, and actually this we can ask, I'll ask this question too, is like, okay, people, um, what is there like pre-material that would be helpful for people um, before they enter into the actual like mentorship program? Uh, and then Greg and I were talking about uh, the other day, uh, very briefly about, um like what is the continuation aspect of things? Like what does that look like? Um, so mm -hmm. that's something that will likely likely happen. Um, part of the reason is just because um, uh, like time is really like the limiting factor for, for me. Uh, but now, mm -hmm. right, Encore is on the team and Greg is on the team. So that's going to open up some, some yeah. opportunity for us in that capacity. Because that's honestly is one thing people always ask is like, what's like, how do we continue working with you, you know, in, in this capacity? So... Yeah, like or you can think about planning that. something. Uh, Greg, because now M plus Greg and I, so we are kind of planning pre and post M kind of stuff. So 
Greg would be like the post and I'll be handling the free stuff. So we are kind of reviewing all this stuff, but it, it's coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it, um, honestly, in my opinion, like a lot of it is probably more, yes, on the like content side of things, but like on the, the practical application side of things is probably where that's where my head goes with like the continuation. Um, but I like, I would like it to be somewhat structured, you know? Yeah. So work in progress. Yeah. Instead of maybe like a strict level two, that's also 12 weeks you have um, because the progression of this knowledge can be taken in, in different, different niches and different factions mm -hmm. of this industry. You have a four to six week block for performance, four to six week block for, you know, whether you're talking about aerobic conditioning or whatever it might be, like how or what type of niche are you in or what type of clientele do you work with? After the mentorship, you can fit yourself within this, this, uh, channel of this is where i this is who i work with predominantly and this is how you, i can better apply this knowledge to that group of people just an idea so you didn't commit Love yourself it. to 12 weeks you say like right you say like yeah. all right i got i got this group now you know you're going to work with encore specifically on this niche for four to six weeks it's kind of like a specialization within the amp program or something like that yeah no that's just great yeah, yeah you know you know well, i like that he, 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 hearing this stuff it, it, it's amazing the ideas that you guys are giving like amp started as a mentorship program and now slowly it's going to be like a digital education Ooh. company yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> i can see i can see encore getting excited i know his excited face <laughs> <laughs> yeah you no like build on the whole community thing and have like i don't know monthly men membership to to have uh, this is something i have to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that is probably honestly like the, um, the most straightforward and easiest thing to, to start up, um, is that cause it literally like, kind of like what, I mean, Bill kind of does this with like the intensive. So anyone who's gone to, they have the opportunity to stay, uh, in his like continuing program. And it's basically, it's like, a uh, uh, like a call, you know, I don't know how, I think is it bi-weekly. I, I usually just watch the, he the also recordings. does IFAS, IFAS yeah, yeah. FSU, IFAS right? university. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, which is, is very good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that is, a, that is one of the things I think would be the easiest to, to kind of, to kind of set up. Um, I think where I get held up is that I overthink things too much and um, like can relate. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, you know, <laughs> human Welcome condition, baby. maybe it's a Sean yeah. condition. I don't know. We both got, the <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, uh, like, so for me, it's like, like, isn't enough value, like if it's like a Q&A type scenario, right? Because I think in the, the Q&A setup, right, some people are just more comfortable asking questions and than other people. Like I'm someone in a larger group that I'm not going to probably ask too many questions. Um, so I just like would want to make sure that people like find it useful, you know, I guess is, is the issue there. But maybe that's just an insecurity I have. I got to uh, just work through, you know, I don't know. We're uncovering some stuff right here at our uh, <laughs> one and a quarter. <laughs> I like it. What about the uh, idea that I that I messaged you about, Sean? The the amp meetup, the community meetup. Oh yeah. For about that, I just think something like that would be great. And I mean, oh, like an in person. Yeah, like everyone was just talking about how much you know it's great to have the community and, and past and present mentees. If it's a summit of some sort, obviously there's a purpose to it. We well we can meet and hang out and 
you know, talk shop and, and maybe go through some practical applications, ask questions in purpose, oh. do, uh, in person and do some movements together, things like that. Yeah. So um, this, this idea, I really, I really like, um, we, we did one, uh, I think in the second group or third group, cause we had a lot of people from like New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, Boston area. Um, and it went really, really well. Um, I'm actually going in, I think it's, I think it's in two weeks. I'm going to, wait, when is it? Yeah. Two weeks, June 11th, 12th. Uh, my friend, uh, is hosting a summit. Uh, Michelle Boland is hosting a summit in, in Boston, uh, where she's having uh, different speakers in like rehab and uh, fitness. And I'm going to kind of get a feel for how she runs that and how she organized it and what went into it. Uh, cause that's something that I would hundred percent do. Um, and New Jersey is like a pretty cool place. Like if you come visit, like there's like uh, stuff to do, you know, outside of, you know, <laughs> uh, being at the gym and we have the gym space, right? Like it's just, you know, so there's, it, it could easily happen, you know, very much, very much. So I mean, I got to write these all down. These are good. Yeah. It's recorded. So no issues. We have it. <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah. We need to take steps, man. We need to take it one step ahead. But I would say the easiest things to set up would probably be that, Sean, like, and then like the, like Samantha's, like the Q&A kind of, or whatever it would be, like the continuation aspect of things. Um, cool. Uh, I think that's all I got. Anything else that would be uh, good to talk about or throw in there? That's if I would still be on the fence about taking the mentorship, I'd just be like, go for it. You will not regret it. <laughs> just do it. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's going to be a clip right there for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I really don't think it matters where you're starting out from because I was just afraid I was going to be in way over my head. And I really wasn't because, again, everybody's coming from such different backgrounds. So it kind of, again, it started from a really basic place and just brought everybody together on the same page. So if you think it's going to be way over your head, um, I, I don't think that's true at all. And, you know, there's these group calls, there's the one-on-one -on -one calls with you guys that they can do. So um, I would not be afraid that it's going to be over your head. And I think things should be above your head because only then it pushes you outside your comfort zone. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. There's a, little there's bit, a, little bit, little bit. a yeah, fine yeah, yeah, yeah. line there. Fine line. Fine yeah, right. line. Of course, yeah. Of course. Of course. If it's too easy, you're not going to get interested, right? If it's enough where you got to think right. and like challenges you, you know, that's going to vary for everyone, but yeah. 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 Anything, anything that comes, anything that comes so easily to you, you will not value it. And if it comes so easily to you, probably it will come very easily to everyone else. And then the supply demand uh, disruption. <laughs> no, but like to your to your, 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 your point, Monica, like when I wrote things out, you know, my goal was ultimately like, how can I explain this to somebody who uh, doesn't have really a background, you know, in like, they don't even think about a rib cage, you know, and then, you know, how can we layer on kind of information in that capacity? Um, and, and my goal was that we can get like a wide range of, of people where like they would find the, uh, not only the inform like everything, just they just find the program useful, you know. And you see this one, right? We have people who have gone to like uh, literally the gone to the intensive and like learned from the source, and then we have people who uh, have no experience, you know, 
in, in this field at all kind of able to to come together in one one place and kind of uh, come at things from a slightly different perspective. But also, I think that's helpful for um, one for me, like I learn a ton just from like different perspectives. And sometimes like um, even as someone who's been like kind of uh, studying this stuff and thinking about this way in a while, like some of the questions that like you guys ask, I'm like, oh, wow, like I've never literally thought about it from that perspective before. So it kind of opens my brain up to other, other ideas, but also I think it's useful for um, um, you guys. And you can tell me if I'm wrong is like having people from different perspectives where you're like, okay, like this guy, obviously like he knows his stuff. Like I can get to this point and I can take his information and uh, the way he approaches things and apply it to what I'm doing. And then you have this ability to just learn from a lot of different people with, you know, different experience levels, different perspectives and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I think yeah. MJ is the perfect <laughs> example though of you guys, yeah, making it accessible for everyone, even someone without uh, any kind of movement background and just watching um, your Instagram stories, MJ and your posts, um, seeing your journey up until now, I mean, yeah, it's also great yeah, to see that and to experience it and yeah, be along for the ride. Yes, yeah. it's it's right. It's right. Like, like, <laughs> it's right. Like, rewatch the M videos, watch Bill's stuff, watch Zach's stuff, everything, note it down. It, it will slowly start connecting, like all the dots, it will slowly start connecting and you'll be in a much, much, much better place. Yeah. And, and, the biggest thing, you know, the, like advice I could offer in that capacity is what we talked about earlier is uh, not trying to replicate, right. What someone else is doing, but how do you take what you're currently doing and yeah. apply that info information I think is, is, is important. And MJ, you do it too, man, with like a, like you're a massage therapist, right? So like when you're working with people and like your thought process, right. You talk about why you put them on their side, like when you're doing a certain technique to create, you know, certain biases and position and all that kind of stuff. So it's just cool to see like how everyone kind of utilizes a lot of, um, and, and this wheel was pretty cool, uh, that, uh, in prone position, this is exactly what I do. I've been doing after learning all this breathing stuff. I don't just lie down on the bed, keep some pillows. <laughs> Uh, I mean, on, on my stomach, I mean, I keep the pillows, my stomach on the pillows, and then I lie down so that I can have that prone position where I'm actually not uh, doing this. Yeah. So, that is, so that comfortable. Really yeah. <laughs> it's very comfortable. So comfortable. Yeah, it's very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, 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 was, that was a great post because it's very relatable yeah. to people. Yeah. Day to day. This day to day. Yeah, very relatable. Um, perfect. Well, uh, I appreciate all of your time on a, well, I don't know if it's Saturday morning for all of us, for at least three of us, it's Saturday morning. I think, I think MJ's in Sunday over there right now. I don't know. Being up for Champions League anyway. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Wait, what is it? it, it it's uh, football. I mean, soccer. Uh, Champions League is the oh. biggest yeah. game in club, club football. So today. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's something that, uh, yeah. Can't seventh relate to over know. here. Seventh, I would know. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Yeah. I, I did hear about it on the radio, but unfortunately I'm not. Oh, you, you guys there. use radio? Like, no, uh, no, just I mean, that it's, that it's taking place, but I don't follow. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, Ted Lasso, right? Like that show, Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now, now oh, this is something that. I don't understand. <laughs> That's what I, oh, you yeah. as a context. So good. He, he's like, uh, uh, was he like a college football coach? 
He was a college. He yeah. was Wichita State football coach that got picked up by a Premier League soccer team. Had zero coaching experience in the field, and it's just hilarious. I've watched it's the whole great thing show. Like three times. Yeah, so it's good. a really good show. So I've only met like man. two people who are like, I don't know what the hype was about about that show. I I, I really oh, enjoyed that show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. my exposure to to soccer or football. Right, just one question. <laughs> Like how popular is Christian Pulisic? Oh, I don't know that you name. Know name? <laughs> no. He doesn't even know the name. <laughs> I don't know the name. I thought you were going to say Ronaldo. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Christian is yeah, American. Pulisic is USA. Yeah, he's from US. So. No, I don't know. Uh, I know like Michael. David David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> Good, great, awesome. He's he's That's kicked it. a soccer ball before, right? Is that him? <laughs> I think he's married to a Spice Girl. I saw him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my level of uh, understanding of soccer. Yeah. I played I soccer that. once, uh, and like uh, my friend played in like an indoor like uh, like adult league, and they needed somebody, and I just kept getting warnings because I was playing like basketball. Like I try to set screens. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like, man, these guys are like, these guys are soft. Like, what is this? Why is he falling on the floor? <laughs> and then, yeah, that was the end of my soccer career. I'm like, I'll stick to the sports I know. Sean <laughs> <laughs> um, probably was like, I mean, should I play basketball or should I play soccer? <laughs> no, that's how I approached it. Yeah, yeah. I approached so, it similar. <laughs> I mean, I didn't grab it with my hands. Like, I knew that much, but... Everyone, everyone would have told Sean, now you go, go with basketball. Like, yeah. Really? No, because we have seen you play soccer. So please go with basketball. Now, I will say, we uh, watched one of my wife's friends. She plays in a, in a, a similar league. It might have been the same league, actually. Um, but we just saw her recently play um, in a co-ed league. And it was pretty cool to watch because, like, the people who, like, know what they're doing, like, when they're playing, like, it's, like, actually, like, pretty pretty amazing like how they like can like manipulate space and like move with the ball and like that kind of stuff and the power some of these people have when they kick the ball Ooh. oh <laughs> man yeah i'm like that's that's actually like super Ooh. impressive like <laughs> like I, I don't think mls is even near like the hype that nba and nfl and no. like, all this no it's growing MLS is not it's even growing near. growing, growing but yeah, no one yeah yeah but what I will say about that is like, I've been to uh, a couple of uh, Red Bulls games in my, uh, uh, in my Bull, life. Yeah. Like those, like the live environment is really cool. Like uh, it's very, it's very different, thing. very different than like basketball or football. Like, yeah, soccer yeah. life is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very different. It was, it was cool to be in the environment. I had no idea what was going on, you know, um, <laughs> but I'm like, this was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just like people waving, waving flags and like banners and like, chugging know, beers. Of, yeah, chugging beers, a lot of, a lot of stuff went down. <laughs> I can get behind a lot of the activities that go on in, yeah, in the stands why there. Not? So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, thank you all for your time. And uh, thank you yeah, all. we will all uh, talk soon, I am sure. Yeah. And the M mentorship next round starts on June 20th. So register now.